Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi guys, welcome to the final blush episode for 2020. So exciting. The year's over. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. I'm Tiffany and I'm here with my co-host, Heva. Heva, how are you? Uh, I'm doing so well. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you may have noticed that Tiffany and I, we seem to be incapable of starting any episode without talking about our vaginas. It's a tradition now. We should just really rename the podcast Tiffany and Heva's Vagina Chronicles. We might change that for the new year. Look out for that in the iTunes app, guys. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, in honor of the new year, I thought it might be fitting to rank each of our vagina stories In order of my least favorite to my favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Fun. Yeah, I love that. If it's your first time tuning into this podcast, hi, welcome. Um, (laughs) We talk about things other than our vagina also, but the vagina just seems to really make its way into every single episode. And you might not know exactly what I'm referring to in the rankings, but I'll tell you what episode you can go listen to each of the stories. So fear not, you can catch up and welcome, buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. I don't know what the ranking is, so I'm so excited to hear what touched Heva, what didn't touch Heva, what she thinks was profound and least profound in terms of our vaginas. In true millennial form, I believe that all of these vagina stories deserve a participation trophy. (laughs) They're all winners. They're all snowflakes, unique (laughs) and beautiful. Yes. If your favorite vagina story doesn't take number one, I mean, that might happen to me. I don't know. Do not be upset. They're all great. So coming in last place, and again, it's not last, but it's just last in this ranking, is Icy Hot in Vagina. Okay, fair. (laughs) Beautiful story. Loved it. It gave me tingles. It (laughs) really made me connect with feelings of temperature in my vagina in a way that I never have in the past. Its only shortcoming is that it's amongst so many other good stories. So It's so true. If it was a standalone vagina story, I think it would have a more profound impact. And if you want to go revisit that or listen to it for the first time, it's in episode 11. Next up, we have Pea Stuff. Now, Pea Stuff is very near and dear to my heart. It shares about a personal trauma that I have that Tiffany has, something that really bonds us, something that connects us in our friendship. 
And my personal favorite thing about the story is that we got so many DMs from other people who have pee issues, and it made us feel so much less alone in the world and so seen and so heard. So thank you for all of the other silent pee sufferers. And thank you for our number four best vagina story of 2020, Pee Stuff. You can go listen to it in episode nine. I think that's so beautiful. I love that choice. I think pee issues, pee problems, whatever you want to call it, was definitely the most emotional and traumatizing vagina story that we shared and came from a really deep, vulnerable place. So I like that it's not last, and I also don't think it should be first. And honestly, maybe in any other vagina story ranking, (laughs) it would be number one. But we have some real gems here, so (laughs) this is the Olympics of vagina stories. If you've been waiting your whole life for vagina content, (laughs) you are truly listening to the best podcast. (laughs) Ah, All right. That brings me to number three, aka second runner up. And that is when Tiffany told us about her laser hair removal woes <laughs> and I compared her vagina to my dad's balding head which we did not plan I mean nope. she actually Heva didn't even know what I was going to share we typically don't know the vagina stories that we're sharing some of them we do but this one we really didn't know so Heva comparing the fucked up hair pattern of my vagina to her dad's head was really a profound moment in in just comedy I would say improv kings could never Drew Carey is fucking shaking right now. (laughs) Second City, UCB, Groundlings. This is shit that they haven't even fucking touched on. (laughs) Truly a great moment in comedy history, a great moment in improv history, and most importantly, a great moment in when will I lose my parents history. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Every single day, every single time the phone rings and I see that it's my dad, I'm just waiting for him to say, hey, I heard that you compare Tiffany's vagina to my balding head, to which I'm still not sure what I would say. I mean, it's been weeks. One would think I would have a response prepared for this moment because it's going to happen. At some point in life, it's going to happen. He's not going to let it go. And honestly, I think the thing that would upset him the most is that I would be talking about his balding head on a podcast, but that's (laughs) neither here nor there. (laughs) Oh, God. Second runner-up, such comedic relief in an episode that was so heavy and so hard for us. Check it out. It's episode five. I think you'll enjoy it for many reasons. I agree. Now, the last two, this was really tough. Again, in any other rankings, (laughs) they would both be winning. Is anyone else doing this? Because normal podcasts do like top 10 news stories or pop culture moments. I really hope no one else out there is having vagina rankings. But yes, in any other world. Listen, I think that our vagina stories deserve their own vagina (laughs) 
monologues style live performances. <laughs> okay. The suspense is killing me. First runner up for the 2020 Vagina Story of the Year goes to Garlic in Vagina. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. I might have put that at number one. Listen, it's a great one. It's beautiful. I love how many DMs I get about it. (laughs) I once went on a first date, and I'm not even joking. I think the first thing this man said to me was, I was dying laughing at the story of garlic in your vagina. First date, guys. It's our first date. We just sat down. We hadn't even ordered drinks yet. It's a beautiful thing, really, knowing that from now until the end of time, every time I meet a new guy, every time I start to have feelings for a new guy, there is a very solid chance that he associates my vagina with a pizzeria. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. And that's just the life I have to lead now. (laughs) That's the choice you made the moment you shoved that garlic and roasted it in your vagina for what? How many hours was it up there? Very close to 24. Oh, my God. (laughs) If you're not familiar, go check out episode seven for the whole garlic and vagina chronicles. And that brings us to the 2020. Oh, my God. Winner. Of the vagina stories, and that is none other than Bloody Tampon. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you're not familiar with this story, I'm not going to tell it here because it's long. I don't want to, you know, make a short radio edit. It deserves the full lifespan. Go check it out in episode three. Spoiler alert. A guy wanted Tiffany to send him a bloody tampon, but there's a lot more to the story. Go check it out. It's truly one of the most shocking things that has happened (laughs) in podcast history (laughs) and in dating history. And it's almost a two-parter because not only did he want my bloody tampon, but then through the course of being with him, he wanted other things from my vagina. So it's really a complex vagina story. It has multiple parts. It has layers. It has depth. It has comedy. It has horror. I mean, fights, drugs, sex, travel, everything you could possibly want out of a story the bloody tampon brings you. I'm dying right now. I'm fucking dead. I really respect that ranking. Honestly, I think I personally would have put garlic as number one because I think what that did for like the, as you called it, the crunchy community and the way you really (laughs) fucking put them in their place and just changed the course of homeopathic remedies could be so profound in just the future of medical history. Like, I know we're getting a vaccine, but let's really talk about the medical milestone that HIVA had when it comes to treating vaginas this year. But that's, as HIVA would say, that's not here nor there. (laughs) I respect the decision. I love the ranking. And I, more than anything, love our vaginas. So do I. And 
I just want you guys to fear not because the new year will have plenty more vagina stories. In fact, I've been doing some truly shocking things to my <laughs> vagina lately. <laughs> All in the name of research for this podcast. I can't wait to share them with you in the new year, 2021, Heva's Vagina, Here She Comes. But yeah, he was doing some really groundbreaking medical treatments. I mean, it is going to shock and awe you what's going on. Goop could never. Goop's done. All right. So there you have it. Tiffany, I know you have a ranking of your own coming up. Yes. So I'm really excited to announce this is actually the first ever that I know of pageant. And it's specifically the Mr. Blush pageant. Now, we've talked about a lot of different kinds of guys on this podcast, but this pageant is just going to be for the men that Heva has, we'll say, dated this past mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Now, there were some guys that didn't make the cut into the pageant, but you know what? That's how the fucking world works sometimes. You don't fucking make it in. And I'm also the sole judge of this pageant. Heva had no say in how I rank these men and who gets the crown and is declared Mr. Blush. Now, how you become Mr. Blush is truly just based off of how I feel towards you. I'm going to first introduce the men. Can I just interject and say, I have absolutely no idea where this is going. <laughs> I'm so excited. Honestly, I might make, might make some changes to yes. my dating decisions after oh. this. Oh, well, well, <laughs> we'll see. But I have yeah. a feeling that Mr. Blush probably deserves a second chance. I don't know. We'll see. We'll I see really want to go. Think, I don't know. So these are the contenders for the crown. First up, we have German. I'll give a little blurb about each one just so you get a sense of who these men, who these pageant queens are. So Mr. <laughs> German was a man that Heva briefly dated. She really was heartbroken when it didn't work out. It was a tough breakup. We really liked him at first. He was kind of quirky and out there and different and interesting. But at the end of the day, just like all the other men, as far as we know, was not her person. Mm-hmm. Then we have the professor. The professor was very brief. I want to say your dog Sam probably got more out of that relationship than you did <laughs> because he had a kitten. <laughs> you, he had a kitten and they played together. But you guys, the relationship was very brief. We really liked him. We were very intrigued by him. But there just wasn't a connection. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then we have Egypt. Egypt was in the, you dated him over the summer. And the biggest thing that stands out for me is he has a bit of an awkward social media presence is the first thing that comes (laughs) to mind, which is fine. No shade to him whatsoever. And he was the guy that actually prompted Heva and I to really start talking about dating and relationships and get into actually starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. And then the last guy is the Aussie. And Aussie is actually a guy that you are, at the time of this recording... (laughs) (laughs) currently hanging out with and he seems really cool he seems really chill and he's from Australia and we love that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So the fourth, fourth runner up, I guess you could say. And really, if you're fourth, it's more just an honorable mention at this point. I'm going to have to give it to the professor. It was such a brief moment in time. You're, he was shocked right now. I know you're going to be shocked. I'm shocked. Okay, keep going. You thought he was going to be number one, didn't you? I thought he was going to win, yeah. And mainly, I'm only mentioning him because he had a cat, and I love cats. But he did not have a profound impact on me, which I'm the judge, so obviously that's <laughs> the most important. And for the most part, I don't think he had a profound impact on you. I mean, I just didn't respond to the last time he texted me. Heva so. ghosted him. So we are giving him an honorable mention for that reason alone. Wow. Guys, I'm shocked. I was really? convinced, convinced that he was going to win because of the fucking cat. When I told Tiffany that he had a cat, Tiffany says, I think this is the one. That's yeah. exactly what she said back to me. I have no idea how this competition is going to go from here. Uh, wow. So third runner up, I'm going to give it to a man that honestly kind of put us through fucking hell for a period of time, but on the flip side, gave us a great fucking episode, which is the German. The way you opened up in episode five and talked about attachment styles and the realizations you had, I think it connected with a lot of women, right? Absolutely. Yes. So even though I think he's kind of a fuckhead, and this is me speaking, this is not anything that Hiva has said, I think he deserves third runner-up because he gave us great fucking content, and I think he was in the long run really good for you, Hiva. I agree. It led to so much personal growth. It led to a great episode. And listen, it's all about content, baby. It is. And he was good for you. And you had a really profound realization after dating him. And I love that for you. So second runner up. And this was really, really difficult. But I don't think this guy has earned the crown. <laughs> is I'm going to say Aussie. Fair, because yeah. I like him. And I think so far so good. And we don't know what's going to happen in this whole situation. But it's still kind of happening. And I just don't think it's fair to give him the title of Mr. Blush. I mean, he hasn't really earned it. No. And honestly, for all we know, it could be done by the time this episode comes out. So yeah, I, I definitely, I wholeheartedly agree. He does not deserve Mr. Blush. I know this might be shocking to Hiva and it might be shocking to listeners is going to Egypt. And for a sole reason is that he started this podcast. And I think we owe him everything well let's not say that for legal reasons <laughs> i don't want him suing us for profits soon <laughs> he now has the rights to our podcast obviously we don't owe him fucking shit but <laughs> if it wasn't for him and i could honestly get emotional i don't know if he and i would have started the podcast maybe I would imagine that down the road, something else would have happened with another guy and it would have started. But yes, Egypt will always be near and dear to our hearts because in a way, his dickishness led to us <laughs> starting this. I'm just kidding. The way I went crazy led to us starting <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> I think my whole message with the Mr. Blush pageant, the first of its kind, 
is I think in Hiva's rankings, honestly, she would probably put Egypt last as the guys that mm-hmm. she has dated or talked to this year. But it's not so much about the guy. It's the impact he has on your life. And even the worst shitty situation could lead to something really beautiful. And so you should cherish that in its own way. And in a lot of ways, he led to this beautiful thing that Heva and I have created. Yes, he was kind of like the sperm donor for our little blush baby <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. Fuck. Could you imagine? That's our blush pageant. I can't wait for next year's where he gives the crown to the new guy. Who knows who this guy could be? Stay tuned. Mm, 12 months of dating ahead. So <laughs> this is, you know, I only had a few months to go off of next year. It's going to be tough. We might have to bring in other judges. We might, it might be a group decision of who gets the crown. We might need a panel. We might need like a little <laughs> talent competition, maybe a little swimsuit competition. <laughs> we could make it a whole thing. <laughs> But could you imagine if you text these guys and you're like, listen, I'm doing this pageant. I know we haven't talked in three months and we dated for two weeks, but can you just bring a bathing suit? We're doing this thing. <laughs> also rehearse a talent. <laughs> yeah. So to wrap up 2020, we kind of wanted to give you some roses and thorns of the year. For me, definitely my number one thorn of the year is that I can never, ever pretend to be this chill, cool, casual (laughs) girl in dating again. (laughs) Because there's an entire fucking podcast chronicling how crazy I am in dating. I can never do the shit I used to do where I'm just like, oh, I'm just like easy and go with the flow. No, I'm not. There are 12 episodes that prove that I'm not. <laughs> so that just goes right out the fucking window. I love that. And my number one rose of the year is that I had a really fucking good excuse for flaking on all plans for the past nine months. And if you listened to episode 10, you know that Heva loves to flake on plans it's nothing personal and that's just how she is yeah do you have any roses and thorns you know it was so tough because I think my year was like a mixed bag of roses and thorns I think a thorn for me was that I maybe left my condo a total of three times but also was a massive rose that I left my condo only three times (laughs) I think also for me, a thorn is I can also never play off a lot of shit. I mean, everyone knows I dated a guy that was into vaginal things that are fucking weird (laughs) and bloody tampons. A true feminist, as I like to call him, but whatever. (laughs) Feminist icon. But also that, you know what? I don't give a shit. I think for me, I've always been with my friends, very open and honest about my stuff But it's definitely not easy putting a lot of this stuff out there. But I think it was good to get out of our comfort zone, wouldn't you say, Heva? And put it all out there and be really honest and vulnerable with the intention that whoever listens has a sort of takeaway from all of our shenanigans. Definitely. And honestly, I mean... When you talk about how crazy you are in dating, I would imagine that the number one person you wouldn't want to hear that 
is someone who you might be interested in. <laughs> but like I said, I recently went out with a guy who listened to the podcast before we went out. And there's something kind of freeing about him having heard all these fucking crazy stories and knowing just how crazy I am. <laughs> it's really, really liberating to just say, I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. It really, really is. Uh, if you've never done it, I highly encourage it. Listen to episode nine for more on shadow work and owning your shit. But it really, truly is liberating to just put it all out there. So I want to talk a little bit about goals versus intentions. You know, it's very common to have New Year's goals. And I stopped setting New Year's goals a few years ago, largely because I never did them. I never followed through and it just made me feel bad about myself. And what I do instead is I set intentions which may sound like just another word for goals, but the difference is that goals are often external things that you want to have happen, whereas what I do is I set intentions for feelings that I want to cultivate within myself, and I don't control how to get there. I love that. I think that's so key. There's a step-by-step -step process I go through. I'll write down something that comes to mind that might be a standard goal, and then for each thing that might be a standard goal, I'll ask why I want to achieve that. And I keep asking why and why and why until I get to an underlying feeling that I want to cultivate. So for example, a goal I might have for 2021 is for this podcast to be, I don't know, number one in our category or something. Uh, you know, a certain ranking, a certain number of downloads, whatever that metric might be. Now, I ask myself why I want that. Well, I want that because I want the podcast to take off, because I want more people to listen to it, because I want... Because I think we, you know, we put a lot of our heart and soul and we put a lot of work into producing these episodes. And it's important to us that it's successful and it does well because he and I really truly put a lot a lot of work into what we do yeah and I love it so much and I don't want it to end yeah and in my mind it has to have these certain achievements for it to continue and grow and reach more people of course so then I ask myself why I want that and I keep asking myself why and I ultimately get down to I want to feel seen I want to feel heard. I want to feel like I'm affecting people's lives and helping them. And I want to have a sense of purpose and accomplishment and achievement. So instead of writing down podcast goals on my list, I instead would write down those words, feeling seen, feeling heard, helping people, sense of purpose and accomplishment. And that would be my intentions for the year. I am obsessed with that. I think that's so great. And honestly, you can apply that to anything in your life. Yeah. So whatever you may want to put on your traditional list, I would encourage you, you can write it down, but then ask yourself why and just keep asking why until you can get down to these feelings. Because at, at the end of the day, 
you can't control what happens in the external world. No. I mean, Tiffany and I try our hardest, but we can't control how many people listen to the podcast. Certainly there are things we can do that help, but some things are out of our control. And on the flip side, sometimes the thing that you want will come to you in an entirely different way. Yeah. And so trying to control the process of how to get there is really futile instead, or is it futile? God, I never know how to pronounce words. Whatever. I know what you mean. Yeah, don't take this out. People should know <laughs> that I don't know how to pronounce words. No, you're fine. Instead, just focus on what you want and let the universe put it together for you. Don't try to control the whole process because we're just humans. It's kind of like, you know, with manifestation, people always ask, well, can I manifest a specific partner or a specific job? And it's like, okay, let's say hypothetically that you could. There are 7 billion people on this planet. Are you really going to insist that you know for a fact that this one person is the person for you? You don't think that maybe some of the other 7 billion could be better suited for you? It's so much better to focus on what you want instead of the specifics because maybe the thing that's coming to you is so much better than the way that you would have controlled it. Ah, uh, I love that. So on that note, which is kind of a perfect transition on bringing it back to you, I know I can be really jokey and silly and sexual on this podcast because that's genuinely who I am as a person, but I really want to get fucking serious for a second. This will be the only time I get really serious, so enjoy it while it lasts, <laughs> but I want to be really, really genuine about something. I think this can apply to men and women. But I think I'm going to speak more towards women in this moment, specifically if you're single or you like you just went through a breakup or maybe you're in an unhappy relationship and it's a massive realization that I had and it's something that Heva and I have actually alluded to and talked about, but I'm just going to take it a step deeper. I'm going to give some backstory first because I think it's important, even though it was just the catalyst to how I came to this point. Recently, but not that recently at all, I went through a breakup. And as I've said on this podcast, when I go through breakups, I make crazy decisions and I do crazy things. But I also have some really fucking profound moments personally. When I went through this breakup, the first 24 hours, I was an emotional wreck. I was crying at work. Okay. Like I never do shit like that at work. I was hysterically crying at work. They had to shut the door of our office that I share with like two, with two other people because I was so, so emotional. I got home that day and it had been 24 hours that I was hitting of nonstop crying. I looked like hell. And there was this light bulb switch where it was almost like an out-of-body experience that I had where I looked at myself and I went, Tiffany, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? What the fuck is going on? The one thing that went through my head was you are giving your power away. You are giving your power in this moment 
to someone that is no longer even in your life, that doesn't want to be with you, that is giving you nothing. And those things are really, really fucking key. And this moment really had nothing to do with the relationship, but had everything to do with me. You know, I was about to embark on being single for the first time in a long time, and I didn't know how this year was going to play out. I was scared, but I made a decision and a very fucking clear decision is no matter what the fuck happened, no matter what man came into my life, I was not going to let him impact me the way I was being impacted right now. He was not going to take my power away because when it comes down to it, and he and I have talked about this, you have only a certain amount of energy and power and love and patience. I know my patience is really fucking low a lot of the time, (laughs) but we have a jar of that, right? And when you are dumping that jar out to something else that is giving you nothing in return, let's say you're giving 50% of that, that means you're only getting 50%. That means that 50% that you're giving to you has to go to your work, has to go to your friends, has to go to other people in your life. And that means they're not getting much and you're not getting shit. And I was never, ever going to let any man take that fucking power away from me. And with that, I knew I wasn't 100% there yet. I knew I wasn't fully fucking perfect and I knew I was never going to be. I'm still not. So I gave myself a year. I said, I don't give a shit if fucking Prince Charming comes into my life and I know he's the one. I am going to be single for a year so I can fully dive deep into this truth and fully be in my power. And I know I keep saying power over and over again, but that's really what it comes down to. And so now I'm going to go into the effects that that decision and that moment had on my life. I want to start off by saying I'm not the most confident person. Like, I think I'm cute, but like I by no fucking means think I'm like the hottest chick or the smartest chick or the coolest chick. I think sometimes I come across as confident because really I just don't give a fuck. And that comes across as confident But really, I don't think I'm anything special, nor do I think you should be. I think sometimes we say, oh, my God, tell yourself you're beautiful and you're this. It's okay if you kind of feel shitty. Like, I feel shitty 90% of the time about myself. But, and this goes back to power, I don't give anyone the power to determine how I feel about myself. Does that make sense? It does. It right? does. Like, yeah. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. If a guy doesn't want to hang out with me, if a guy isn't into me, I genuinely, truly don't give a shit. Do I have a moment where I'm kind of like, oh, like, fuck, I wish he kind of was? Sure, of course. I'm a fucking human being. Like, I have feelings. But I never give them that power to make me feel upset in a deeper, profound way at all. So... When I came to that conclusion, I didn't change the way I look. I didn't change anything, really. I just stopped fucking caring. And I want to share this not to like fucking flex. This is not a flex. If you're just listening to this right now and you maybe haven't done this or you aren't doing it in a super authentic way, 
when you do it in an authentic way, which I really genuinely did, you will see profound results because I had so many men in my DMs. It was insane the transformation I saw in my dating life and look did a lot of them just want to hook up with me yeah of course like I'm not saying I had guys wanting to marry me by any fucking sort but I didn't want that I wanted to be single I wanted to have fun I wanted to travel I wanted to fuck around and that's exactly what I got because I was in the driver's seat I had full control. And because I had full control, I had clarity on the decisions I wanted to make. And those things were presenting themselves. And so when I started talking to guys and when I would hang out with guys and when they would fly me out and it would go insane and it would go to shit, would I get kind of upset? Sure. Yeah. But for the most part, I really didn't care if a guy didn't text me back or a guy didn't want to see me, I just texted another one. Like it never had a deep fucking impact. And so I guess the whole moral of this and my whole message is, is you can make that intention right now to put yourself in your own driver's seat. There's someone in your life that's bothering you, that's upsetting you, You can take that power away from them. It is up to you. Because after that year of having fun and living my life, I started applying this to all aspects of my life, to other relationships. And I took power away from a lot of fucking people that were bringing me down. And it is life-changing when you make those decisions. That was my rant. I know that was super fucking long. (laughs) I love that so much. And it hit me in a really deep way because... I recently did give my power away. I'm not going to get into the details of the story yet, but I would imagine that I will in 2021 once once all the dust settles and I see exactly how it's going to unfold. I have one question. One thing you touched on that I think was so important and that is to do this in an authentic way. I think a lot of us pretend to be there, myself included. I talk constantly about cultivating the relationship with yourself and it's something I do truly work on. But do you have anything to say about how to actually authentically get there and not just fake it? I think it comes down to... Do you want to have control or do you want to be out of control? And if you want control of the course of your life and if you want control over what comes into your life, you have to be in full fucking power. And maybe you're not 100% ready for that. And also, you may not be 100% in that because we all have moments of weakness. As much as I'm in that course, it took me a really fucking long time, even after I had that realization, to fully tap into it. I mean, there was a lot of relationships I had to one by one re-examine in my life. And it took some time. So I think you have to be patient. You know, you have to be patient with yourself. And you really have to analyze everything and look and see what's serving you and what's not serving you. And I think another time that it I, I'll give this example that I think it really set in with me was 
towards the end of that year, there was a moment where I thought maybe I was going to be in a relationship and it, it very drastically didn't go to that point. And I remember sitting in my car um, in the parking lot of my work and I was about to drive home and I was just feeling kind of shitty. And I was like, am I going to meet someone? Am I going to have a partner? And you know what? I looked at myself and it was it was one of those like out of body experiences again. And I said, you know what? What does it matter? Like, Mm -hmm. why am I putting so much energy on, as Heva alluded to, shit that I have no fucking control over? And I really said to myself, I said, Tiffany, if you're alone, you're alone. Who fucking cares? If I don't end up settling down, I don't end up settling down. And you can really take that into any aspect of your life. If you don't get the career that you want, if you don't get the person that you want, there are other things out there. And so I said, you know what? If I end up being single, if none of this shit works out, I'm going to have so much fun. I'm going to travel. I'm going to date a ton of guys. I'm going to live my best life. And no one and nothing is going to impact that. And I think that was like the full circle moment for me. And I really think you can apply that to anything is do you want to be happy or do you want to constantly be looking at shit that isn't serving you, that isn't giving you love, that isn't giving you attention and that you may never be able to attain? I love that. I don't know if that kind of answered it, but I think it kind of. Can I run three different scenarios by you? Yeah. And I just want to hear what you would say to this person. Okay. Honestly, the first one I think you just answered, but if you have anything else to add, this is to someone who's single and who really wants a relationship, who's fully single, has nothing going on, may or may not be perpetually single, but that doesn't, I don't think that's relevant. What would you say to that person? Kind of what I said when I had that moment in my car and I became okay with it and authentically, genuinely deep down, I said, it's okay. It's okay if you're single. There's so much more you have to give. There's so much life that you have to live. And there's so many other things you can do with your life than have a partner. I envisioned a life for myself alone. And it was a really beautiful life. That I think is key. So anyone who's listening, who is fully single right now, and who really wants to be partnered, That, I think, is what you need to do. Envision a life for yourself completely alone that you would still be happy with. Yeah, I was traveling. I was seeing my friends. I didn't have anyone to worry about. I had like 50 different boyfriends. I saw myself in my 50s and 60s having like little boy toys. And I was like, shit, this sounds like a lot of fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm okay with this. Like, I'm going to have a blast. I love that. Okay. Scenario number two, someone who's talking to someone and they're really into them, but the person they're talking to either doesn't want to commit or isn't necessarily doing anything wrong. There's no real cause for breaking it off. They're not, you know, fucking around or doing anything harmful or hurtful, but they're also, you know, you want to settle down with them and they do don't seem to want that, what would you say to that person? I think it all taps back into being in the driver's seat and having full power. And when you have full power of the situation, you don't let them determine anything. 
So Mm -hmm. you are making the decision. And if you're looking at the situation you're in, and Hiva's alluded to this as well, if it's not fully satisfying you, and you said this in last episode about a guy who was in an open relationship, and you told him to have that honest conversation and to walk away, to walk away. And I did that a lot. I walked away from situations that I didn't necessarily want to walk away from, but I realized that it wasn't giving me what I wanted because I was losing my power. So do you think the only option is to walk away? No, I don't think that's the only option. I think it's important to be patient. I have been patient. God knows I've been patient with men. I think if you deep down believe this is your person and you see a future with them, I think it's really key to be patient to trust that sometimes things need to run a certain course as cliche and corny as that is. And if the meantime, you need to put a break on things to give yourself clarity, put a break, but you are not letting them determine your life. And then the last scenario, what would you say to someone who is recently out of a breakup, whether it's, you know, a month long relationship or years long, whatever it is, but someone who's recently heartbroken? In that moment when I had spent a 24 hour marathon of fucking crying, I really was like, you know, I could spend another 85 hours crying, but what good is that going to do for me? Like, I'm not gaining shit from this situation and I'm miserable and life is so short. I think if there's anything we've realized this year is you have a very small amount of time on this earth and we don't know what that time is going to be and spending it worrying about something that for the most part you have no control over and it's already kind of done and set is just a waste of your fucking time. I'm telling you being depressed and being sad over a breakup is going to do nothing good for you. I think what you should do is realize why it led to that point, realize how you contributed to that situation, realize what you could do differently the next go around and have that really honest conversation with yourself, but move the fuck on. I know that sounds like just move the fuck on, but genuinely, again, if you are in your power and you make that decision, you can do it. You can make that conscious decision and really fucking push yourself. I'm not saying for the next month and a half, I felt great. No, I actually, it was really difficult for me to eat. It was really difficult for me to function at times. But every time I felt kind of shitty, I like almost like emotionally slapped myself out of it. I was like, no, Tiffany, go fucking text another guy. Go take some thoughty pictures of yourself. (laughs) Go make yourself feel fucking hot And stop it. Like you have to kind of yell at yourself and be like, snap the fuck out of it. You have to be your own friend in that moment. I love that so much. With everything you're saying, I think 2021 is the year that all of us collectively take our power back. Yep. We stop giving it to avoidant attachment types who are going to dick around with us. We stop giving it to toxic friends. We stop giving it to our jobs, to our careers, to our looks, to money, to all of these things that we've been societally programmed to believe that we need to have to have value. No, we're all inherently valuable and 
2021, I said it once, I'll say it again, is the year that we all take our power back. If there's one thing you do that Heave and I want you to do in this new year, no matter what your relationship status is, no matter what place you are in your life, it should be this. It really should be this. And on that note, one thing that has really helped me feel more powerful in myself and really have a stronger connection with myself is meditation. I've meditated every day for the past 1,300 and something days now. Just a little humble brag, no big deal. I thought it would be fun if maybe we end this episode and we end this year with a little collective meditation because honestly, I'll be really, really truthful. We're in the alternative health category and I constantly (laughs) fear that we're going to get kicked out because we talk about putting weird shit in our vaginas (laughs) and having trains ran on you and (laughs) all this super toxic stuff. So we're going to bring a little more health and wellness in. We're going to channel rain for a moment. We're going to do just a Very quick closing meditation together, super quick, but if you enjoy it, I think this is something that you can replay often or you can just do on your own. Okay, close your eyes, either sit down with your feet on the ground or lie down or find any position that's comfortable for you. Start inhaling. As you're inhaling, pay attention to how the air feels going in through your nostrils. Is it cold? What temperature is it? How does it feel against your nostrils? At the top of your inhale, hold your breath in for a few seconds. And now start exhaling. Again, pay attention to how the air feels going out of your nostrils. Take another breath in. Do it slowly, as slow as you can. Hold. And now slowly start exhaling. Now with this next inhale... I want you to visualize gold light showering over you. Keep inhaling. Hold. Hold your breath in for a minute. And now slowly exhale and visualize that light just growing stronger and brighter and brighter. Feel the warmth of the light against your skin. And I want you to visualize any word, any word that comes to mind that you want to take with you into 2021. When you're ready, wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers, and start opening your eyes. That was really soothing. Yeah. 
I really liked that. Maybe we open with this every episode instead of our vagina. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We won't do that. But I really enjoyed that. Heva, maybe you, this is your calling as just being a meditation teacher. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if you enjoyed that, that's something really easy you can do at any time. You can make it as long or short as you need to as it needs to be. I think meditation can be daunting because we all hear, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Fuck that. Do it for 10 seconds if that's all that you can handle. But just take a few seconds to really sit with yourself. Yes, I love that. And on that note, this is (laughs) the end of 2020 for us. You know, in all seriousness, all jokes aside, 1000% the rose of my year is starting this podcast, connecting with you guys, getting your DMs. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that completely. It's been, this has truly been one of the best parts, if not the best part of my year. Absolutely. And that brings (laughs) me to our giveaway for the week. Oh, God. If you take a screenshot of this episode, put it in your stories and tag at blush pod, we will give you a sneak preview into the 2021, what will undoubtedly be the 2021 vagina story of the year. Because we actually gave away all the items that we had last episode in our 12 days of holidays giveaway. Yes, and truly congratulations to the winner of that. (laughs) So yeah, I like that it's a sneak peek into your truly crazy story that you're going to share. It's shocking. Every single day, I'm in disbelief that I did this to my vagina, but here we are. I did it, and yeah, it's going to be a good one. I think 2021 is going to be great. We're switching out jars of bodily fluids for jars of personal power. So Heva and I have already sort of discussed some of the first few episodes we want for the new year. We're going to be talking about so many different things. We love you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Share it with your friend. Post it on your Instagram. Scream it from the rooftops. Whatever you can. Beautifully said. (laughs) (laughs) Have a wonderful new year. Set the bar low for next year. (laughs) That's honestly the best way to do it, right? Just set the bar low. Yep. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year, guys. Love Love you. you.